0: Welcome to Ujvala Radio, a show dedicated to love and passion and the power they have to transform our lives. Now, find a comfortable place to sit, relax, and enjoy the show. And now, here's Terry and Robin. to Ujvala Radio here on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. And uh, we're just excited to be here with you. I'm uh, Reverend Terry Power, and uh, my lovely and talented and uh, wonderfully amazing co-host is (laughs) Robin Power, my wife, and I have to say this thing. Hello. So, so, uh, Uh, We are Ujvala Radio here on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, and we're glad you're here. I already said that, though. Yay. All right. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So uh, tonight we are going to be introducing, um, and I don't think we're going to finish. We're going to be introducing (laughs) a concept called uh, Dinacharya, which is uh, basically self-care, and Robin is going to take us through in great detail um, I, I, a lot of information tonight. So uh, settle in and, and get ready because she's got a lot, to, a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. And like I said, we're not going to even finish. This is too deep a subject. Uh, so we're just going to pick it up in a couple of weeks. Next week, we've got a, um, a, a special guest coming in. Um, gentleman by the name of Chris Casely. Uh, he's a fellow student with us at the Yoga Veda Institute. And uh, he's just a great guy, uh, has some um, an interesting approach to Ayurveda and yoga. And uh, we're going to be uh, bringing him on to talk about his uh, take on all of this uh, next week. So uh, you'll want to tune in for that. And then the following week, uh, we'll pick back up with the Dhinacharya. Uh, but uh, letting everybody know, quick housekeeping. Uh, we will be open taking questions tonight. Uh, the number is 646-564-9714. Again, that is 646-564-9714. And, uh, you know, we have mentioned the Yoga Veda Institute uh, where uh, we're all studying. Uh, Robin is studying uh, Ayurvedic uh, practitioner. Uh, I'm studying uh, yoga, not just the the asanas and movement, but also uh, digging into the philosophy and the, uh, the meditations and breath work and psychology. Uh, it's incredibly deep and uh, and powerful stuff uh, that I'm applying. Uh, to what I already know and already do with the guided meditation. So uh, we'll be talking more about that later tonight. It's all about um, Robin's side of this with the Ayurveda and uh, nutrition and stuff. Uh, so, uh, But we will be posting links to uh, some of the pages, some of the stuff at the Yoga Veda Institute. Uh, we'll be posting those on our Facebook page, after the show. Uh, So after the show, you'll want to go to uh, Ujvala Ayurveda and Yoga Center Facebook page and uh, go there, find those links, and click like and like our page. So, um, all right, well, with all of that done, uh, the phone number to call in one more time is... Six four six five six four nine seven one four, and with all of the housekeeping out of the way, uh, tonight <laughs> is my wife's night. Uh, Robin, take it away. Have some fun.
1: Hi, thank you, thank you, Terry. Um, okay, so you already, uh, if you've been listening to the show, you you know that we've been talking about Ayurveda, um, and that the fact that it's a holistic health. Uh, healing system, and it's rooted in India, and has become more and more popular here in the States uh, and in the West in general, basically because I think a few different reasons, but, but basically because it gets good results. This knowledge is over 5,000 years old, and 5,000 years ago, they knew about gut health. 5,000 years ago, they knew how important it was to take care of our self and to make sure that we weren't in a state of stress or anxiety on a daily basis. And they, they came up with a wonderful um, concept of self our stay in good health. And these are really simple guidelines, and like a lot of it is kind of common sense, but we, especially here in the West, do not value it. Particularly women are taught in our culture don't do for yourself, you need to do for everybody else first. You have to make sure your husband is happy and your children are happy and your parents are happy and your neighbors are happy. And then maybe if you've got 10 minutes to yourself at the end of the day, you might be lucky if you're not too tired and fall asleep. So w- when I was presented with the concept of, of Dhinacharya, it was, for me, it was kind of like, oh, wow, you mean I get to get up in the morning and do for myself first? What a concept that would be to start my day feeling like I've already gotten my, my self in order. And, you know, it's kind of like a what's that marine thing where you make your bed first so you've already accomplished something to start your day. Well, this was sort of like this, you know, self-nurturing to start our day before everybody else, before all the other um, things come and need our attention. Uh, so let me backtrack just a little bit. Ayurveda recognizes one fundamental truth, and that is that the closer a person is to nature, the closer they are to good health. And the further one wanders away from nature, the more they will suffer and the more their health will decline and eventually create disease. So, Ayurveda believes that the individual and nature are intimately intertwined, and we recommend, Ayurveda recommends, that we align our inner nature which is ourself with our outer nature being the environment. And we live that thereby living in harmony with the rhythms of nature and we nourish ourselves um, with locally sourced foods and we, and and all and take care of ourselves. And part of that is this dinacharya we're going to talk about. So we don't need a lot of special technology or um, expensive equipment or, or, you know, other things to avoid disease, what we just need instead is the knowledge of life, the knowledge of how to live in alignment with nature, Um, and Ayurveda teaches us that lifestyle, and not only a lifestyle that will help prevent disease, but one that optimizes and maintains good physical and mental health. And, and how many of us couldn't use a little bit better physical and mental health these days? I mean, it's just, it, and it still blows my mind that this 5,000 years ago, these people knew this. And this is practiced on a daily basis by just about everybody who lives in India. Have you ever wondered when you've been out like in the city and you see people and you say, oh, you know, what a gorgeous, well-preserved Indian woman? I mean, she just, what, what is their secret? They're just so beautiful. This is their secret. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. So, as a fellow woman, this is their secret. So, stay tuned. Um,
0: well, you were, you, were, you were talking about the technology, and you don't mm-hmm. need all this fancy technology. In fact, I think the technology is uh, kind of uh, a detriment in some ways to uh, mm-hmm. the simplicity of this lifestyle. Um, oh.
1: Well, yeah, and, you know, beauty, you know, beauty. Allowing
0: beauty. us to stay up late and get up, you know, get up late and you know, it's just. Well, know, a lot of beauty magazines,
1: especially for women, they sell us, you know, these ultraviolet lights to make your skin look better and, you know, buy these other things and all these expensive creams to make your skin better. And, it, you know, it's just a, it's just a way for them to make money, honestly.
0: That yeah, well, it takes us further away from nature.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Yeah.
0: You know, but um, like, again, like you were saying, the further from nature we are, the further we are from good health, the further we uh-huh. are from the divine. And right. when, we get away from, when we get away from all of that, we get dis-ease. So.
1: Uh-huh. Right. Uh, Ayurveda reminds us that we are a self-healing creature. We have our cells will regenerate if they are taken care of and heal themselves. And it's only when we are not taking good care of ourselves and our immune system becomes low that our cells have trouble healing themselves properly and they mutate and you get stuff like cancer and and not and autoimmune diseases. And, and so this is really preventative medicine is what this self-care is. Um, and, you know, something I, I read a thing recently that something like 65% of all Diseases in the United States could be resolved if people would just take better care of themselves, eat better, exercise a little bit every day. I mean, it, it's just—it's crazy. Well, I mean, we think sixty-five percent of all disease.
0: I'm—I'm—I'm um, I'm, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt and, and, and dispute, but I thought it was closer to eighty-five, is what we heard.
1: Maybe it was. I, was, I thought it was, I was eighty-five.
0: Being it's- Okay, I was being conservative. I was conservative.
1: Yeah, conservative. Yeah,
0: I be conservative.
1: But, but, so somewhere yeah. between 65 and 85%.
0: <laughs> yeah, it could all be you know, just from good gut form.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just eating right, taking care of ourselves, and getting back to nature.
1: Right. Wow. Okay, so, yeah, I know it's amazing. It's so simple, <laughs> and yet it's so hard because of the, our our culture here in the United States is just so different than what really it should be. Um, and uh, the Ayurvedic approach, you know, is it, to, to care is time, and your job is to simply respect nature's rhythm. And this is why Ayurveda teaches us a daily routine called Dinacharya, and that's spelled D-I-N-A-C-H-A-R-Y-A, uh, and it educates us on how to live in alignment with the ebb and flow of nature's energies. So. If you if you're a farmer, you know when we were agrarian, you know farmers for, you know hundreds of years, you would wake up before the sun rises, and then you would eat a big breakfast, you know before you when your digestive fire we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, your agni is at its strongest, and then you would wind down as the sun is setting. You'd sort of sit around and maybe you'd you know. Uh, fix a little something and sew or, you know, work on, clean your gun or, you know, whatever it is you were going to do, but you would sit around with your family and and by the fire in the winter and get cozy and and just talk to each other, Um, which we don't do enough of either these days. So um, now instead... We have all this advanced technology, right? Where we're watching screens and we're working late into the night, staying awake very long, watching television and working on the computer, watching bad news. Yeah, 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 watching a lot of news, Looking at
0: the internet and getting bad Uh news. Stay away from Facebook unless Mm -hmm. you're going to our page. And then you go to Ayurveda, uh, Ujvala, Ayurveda, and Yoga Center. Get the links Mm -hmm. for the uh, uh, the, uh, Yoga Veda. Institute and click like, but it's all bad news. So
1: right, yeah. So we yeah we stay up late. We watch the late news, which is all depressing or upsetting or you know irritating. And we eat a late heavy meal sometimes late at night, and we snack you know late at night. And then we wonder why when we go to sleep we have indigestion or we have you know we can't sleep really well we have insomnia and it's because our bodies are still trying to digest all this food and it's just heavy and it's just not it's just not healthy and it and it creates it creates this imbalance um sorry my dog's barking <laughs> so and we're tired all the time and because we're tired and we're feeling heavy and we have all these indigestions and we have anxiety from all the crazy news that's hitting us. And, you know, just all these other millions of things we're uninspired and we feel tired and we just, our, our time is never our own and we never get a chance to catch up. Uh, So today one of the things I want to talk about is again, how to live your, your, your daily life in alignment with nature. Um, And, we'll we'll talk about things you can do to help that. Um, So one of the things is about, I'm trying to order my thoughts. I'm sorry. Uh, So one of the things is that we should talk about is a little bit about doshas. And in Ayurveda, they believe that there are three main doshas, which represent the elements. And um, the elements are fire, water, earth, ether and air and all organic and inorganic matter is composed of these five elements, which means our bodies are composed of these five elements. Um, And so in order to keep these elements in balance, we need to make sure that we are not um, too far one way or another. So for Vata, which represents, and Vata's V-A-T-A represents ether and air, so that's dry light and cold and rough it can be subtle and mobile and clear these are like qualities that are assigned to the vada you know uh, in, in your body and we all have we're all tridoshic we all have these elements to some extent in our body, but you will sometimes have a primary dosha. There are lots of quizzes um, that you can take to Determine what your dosha is. You can find them online. Yoga Veda has one online. Um, And again, if you go to those links that we post on our Facebook page tomorrow, the link for that will probably be there. Um, And then there's PETA, P-I-T-T-A, which is fire and water. And that's hot and sharp, light, mobile and it can be like liquid because when you think of fire, it's you know kind of look, looks very liquid. It's it's ever changing, um, and and also oily.
0: Yeah, this is about transformation.
1: Yes, absolutely. And kapha, which is which is k a p p h a, is water and earth, and that's heavy, slow, cold. Uh, liquid, oily, smooth, dense, soft, static, sticky, cloudy. So it's structure. And and, uh, because earth, you know, and water, they kind of create structure together, like the Grand Canyon, right? Um, And I'm sorry, Terry, what were you going to
0: say? No, that was it. I was um, just throwing in there that uh, Vata also is about uh, movement. When you were talking about Vata earlier. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, Vata is movement, and Pitta is transformation, and like you said, Kapha is structure.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so when there's a disturbance in nature, say a very windy day, for example, uh, excess air and space, which is excess Vata, we experience a disturbance as well, because we're made up of that same stuff, and we experience an excess of Vata on that windy day, and while we can't stop disturbances in nature, we can do a lot to balance their impact within ourselves and sort of counterbalance in our bodies by doing certain things. So, uh, so for example, if there was a heat wave, heat increases in our body, right? So, like attracts like, which is also a, a concept of Ayurveda. Um, and while we can't stop the heat wave, we can counterbalance the excess heat in our body by consuming cooling foods and drinks and practices. I think everybody does this a hot day. You have ice cream or you have a cold drink or you have a salad instead of a, you know, a stew because that would be unappealing because it's so hot. And uh, when, when you, while you don't really need to know, your dominant dosha, because everybody usually has one or two dominant doshas uh, to live in alignment with nature, um, I still want you to have a basic understanding of the doshas to better understand what we're talking about here with the um, dinacharya today. So vata is a combination, as I said, of air and ether, and it governs movement. And the qualities of vata are dry and light, cold, And and pita is a combination of fire and water, and it governs transformation, as Terry was saying. And those qualities, as I said, are hot and sharp and light. Um, And kapha is a combination of water and earth, and it governs structure. And again, it's heavy, slow, and cold. And so the three doshas are energies that act together to regulate the body. And when vada functions normally, we're energetic and enthusiastic and we're inspired and creative and we have a positive go get 'em kind of attitude and we communicate well with others and we are like on our game. And when PETA functions normally, we feel Perceptive, and we're resourceful and courageous and warm and friendly and, and, and Pita people who are very strong leaders and, you know, you'd follow them anywhere, you know. And in Kapha, when they're functioning normally, they are very content, and very loving, nurturing, patient, stable, devoted, loving, peaceful, and forgiving people, people you just always want to have as your friend. Uh, you think of like a very mom, you know, nurturing, loving person that's very... Very kapha. And those are the good traits when you're in balance as as each of those doshas. And the doshas respond easily to changes in our biorhythms, food, and lifestyle. So when your dosha becomes imbalanced, we notice the onset of uncomfortable symptoms. And over time, as I said before, you can have disease. When there is an excess or aggravated vada, people who have that aggravated vada can become indecisive and agitated, secretive, anxious and unreliable, even hyperactive, and they may experience some health issues relating to constipation, they might have serious premenstrual syndrome and dried skin and hair, um, the brittle nails, arthritis, muscle spasms, and even anemia. And again, this isn't just my opinion, this is like 5,000 years of Ayurveda looking at this stuff and saying these are common ailments that people who are out of balance with Vata have.
0: Yeah, so even a little when slidey, even, even they're a little flighty at times.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, if you've ever had somebody who can't form a sentence because they can't put the words together, that's somebody who's having a Vata imbalance, even if it's just in that moment, you know? Um, so when there's excessive PETA, people can become stubborn and aggressive And somewhat vain and manipulative, vindictive, proud, reckless. And they are the people who can experience migraines and skin eruptions and rashes, hypertension, nausea, heartburn. Um, And these are people who, um, you know, often will have like indigestion constantly, uh, you know, no matter what they eat. It doesn't matter whether they eat, you know, whatever their doctor tells them, they still have indigestion. Uh, and when there's an excess uh, or aggravated kafa, people can become insecure and controlling and materialistic, lethargic, apathetic, like they just don't care. They'd just rather sit there and zone on their phone or, on you know, doing a video game. They don't want to know about anything. And they're insensitive. And... Um, and attached attached to things and people and they often are people who have trouble with weight gain unexplained weight gain they can't seem to lose weight no matter how hard they try and they might have allergies and sinus issues mucus and congestion because all those things are related to too much water in your body too much too much liquid too much congestion so in order to detect Dosha imbalances in yourself. Again, there are these great quizzes you can take. Um, I actually have one. I might even consider posting on our Ujvala Facebook page if I can figure out how to do that. Um, but <laughs> there are other ones that you can find online as well, uh, and they're free. And you know, but the, another thing is always if you're really curious about this, Yoga Veda has um, a clinic that you can go to and have an Ayurvedic consultation with one of the practitioners who's graduating, um, which will be me, like, in a year. <laughs> um, so, as I said before, you don't really need to know what your dosha is um, in order to live in balance with the Ayurvedic lifestyle. And you can pacify your imbalances simply by living in alignment with nature.
0: And nature will kind of take care of you and itself. Yeah. If you just let and it. Just let yeah, it.
1: Ab- absolutely. But I, we're, tonight we're probably, because I see how what time it is. It's 9.24. Already. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I think we're probably only going to get through a few of these to start. And then, as, as Terry was saying, in two weeks we'll finish this. And this is so important. No,
0: we won't. <laughs> in two <laughs> weeks we'll pick it up again and start some more. But I don't know that we can finish this well, in three weeks. This is... There's yeah, so much yeah, there's material a lot. here, so much, and yeah, uh, you know, I I don't know if this is you know not three or four weeks, but oh, it in may two be. weeks we're going to pick be. it up again, and we're going to pick yep. it up again and keep moving forward. Um, yes, uh, but we are at the like 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 Robin said, we're 25 minutes after, uh, so I'm going to take this moment of pause to remind everybody about the call-in number, and that is six four six. Five six four nine seven one four, and also those that have uh, logged into the link, uh, followed the link from any of our, our announcements on Facebook. Uh, the chat room is is uh, available, so you can even type in your questions in the chat room, and we will address those. And let's go ahead and take a short break, and uh, let everybody take a breath and what um, you guys Thank process because she's thrown a ton of material at you and I know I got to process it so uh, let's take a short break we 'll be back in just a few minutes here and here on Ujvala radio stick around. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Ujvala Radio on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. And now, back to the show. And welcome back, everybody. This is Reverend Terry Power and my lovely bride, uh, my wife, my partner, my best friend. uh, Robin, Uh how are you doing, darling?
1: Hi, honey I'm doing well and so we spent we spent like the first part of the show sort of recapping some of the stuff I've talked about before but not everybody listens to every show so I wanted to do that now we're going to start with the actual practices of Dinacharya, and and what they entail okay. and there are lots and lots of them I'm sorry you're trying to say something go ahead honey
0: yeah no yeah, there were a couple of questions in the chat room um, oh. and okay. and they're actually, I think they're trying to jump ahead. Uh, it's, it's like asking okay. if the because um, you were talking about the doshas and how yep. everybody's got their particular dosha, and they were asking about is there a particular time of the day, uh, particularly getting up in the morning, because you know, you were talking at the at the top of the show uh-huh. about getting up early, getting up with the sun, you know before the sun. And they were asking if there were particular times of the day for each of the doshas. So, that,
1: yes, there are. Um, and I believe the kapha is like 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. We talked about that, sort of the wind down of the day. And in the morning um, is vada. And then midday is pita. And they actually talk about, you know, the best time to eat your biggest meal is lunch during, during the pita time um, because you're transforming, right? So you're transforming that, that food into energy. And in the, in the morning, the vada, you know, it's, it's sort of dry and, and light when you wake up in the morning and you're waking up actually before the light and actually if you wake up we're going to talk about that we're getting up before the sun rises and why it's important um, so yes there are t- certain specific times of the day I think PETA is 10 to maybe it's 11 to 3 I'd have to double check but yes there are different times and I, I have a feeling we'll probably go through that here um, yeah okay. is 6 to 10 and we will definitely go through that here later as we go through okay. some more of the information So, yes, that is kind of skipping ahead, but but think about it as um, uh, vada is, you know, the light that comes with the light in the morning, and pita is sort of midday, and then kapha is that, that evening time where you're winding down, and it's slow, and it's heavy, and, you know, that's kind of your wind down into sleep. So that's what we're going to talk about now is sleep, something in our culture that nobody gets enough of, including children. And, you know, there's a, there's a correlation between children who do not sleep between 8 and 10 hours a night and autoimmune disease. So, children, so this is how important this is. So if, if you have a child who's 6 years old and they're not getting 8 to 10 hours of sleep consistently every single night, they have an increased risk of developing an autoimmune disease later in life, along with other diseases like obesity. And, of course, that goes hand in hand with the diabetes, but other things that, that are so affected by our sleep. Um, so, as we talked about before, nature and we as individuals are, you're, you're, you can't separate them. And we are totally intertwined. So we share a relationship with that environment. So as the sun rises and the light spreads across the, across the, the sky and, and across the land, our minds become illuminated. And so does our intuition. And our intuition awakens with the sun. And if you've ever sat in silence and watched a sunrise, You can kind of feel that connection with the earth. You can feel your body awakening with the sun, the warm rays hitting your body, you know, after the cool of the morning and just how it feels. There's no way I can describe it. We've all sort of done it at some point. I hope you have because it's a wonderful experience. And you just know there's something special in that, in that moment with sunrises. So ancient yogis in, in Ayurveda actually call the hour and a half before sunrise happens Brahma Varta. And according to Ayurvedic tradition, those who awaken at that time receive an abundant, abundance of health in the body, mind, and soul. So an hour and a half before the sun rises, which obviously will will change a little bit through the year, especially with our weird daylight savings time. So whatever time that is going to be. So checking sunrise by wherever you live and then going an hour and a half and setting your alarm for that. And this is because Vada... Governs the early hours before sunrise, and Vada is clear and expansive and creative energy, and it is light, right? Remember, I said that before when somebody asked about what time of the day is Vada? Um, and,
0: you know, Vada is the sunrise, Vada is the sun.
1: Right. That's that exactly. fire
0: and energy. Or the air and, air, the air, air and energy. Yeah. yeah, air and movement. energy.
1: See? Change. Yep, the movement change and and you know it's the it's it's the bringing of the light basically um in yoga and avioretic traditions there also exist five sheaths of the body like you put a sword inside a sheath, right so there's five sheaths of the body and those five sheaths are you know first our physical body and which you can feel, see, touch, and you have skin and bones and, you know, our physical structure of our body. The second one, we have an energetic body. Um, so that would be your chakras and your life force, whether you want to call it chi or prana. Uh, in Ayurveda, we call it prana. Um, but more p- some people are more familiar with the concept of chi or the force or whatever you want to call well, it. It well, is yeah, the force. It's it the is the energy that runs in through the air and in through our body and in the food that we eat, and it's in everything. Um, so you just imagine that that energy is just running everywhere. It's like streams of energy through our body. We also have a mental body. That's our thoughts, our feelings, memories, judgments, all of those intangible you know, things that go on in our brain, our, our head, brain, mental, mental body. And then we have a wisdom body. And the wisdom body, you are able to witness other things, other people's actions, even your own actions, without judgment or reaction. And you look at your own thoughts and emotions and sens- sensations in your body, and rather and you just look at them rather than just identify them and label them. And that's your wisdom body, sort of self analytical and 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 getting in touch with that part of you. And then. Awareness awareness yeah and then and then we have a bliss body which is like your soul your pure consciousness and there's really no way to describe it everybody knows what it is but I can't really give you a description your soul is the thing that that keeps going when when our physical body stops right so
0: we all have the word ineffable
1: ineffable there you go it's ineffable
0: Hmm. Um, and during and during early go ahead let me jump in for just a second I'm sorry um Sure. I, I, you know, I I, I am. Uh, occasionally, I, I run up against so many similarities between what we were teaching two years ago and what we're studying yeah. now. Yeah. And it's- you know, we we used to. I used to teach about the planes of existence: with the physical, the mental, the emotional, mm-hmm. the um, you know, astral. All these planes of existence. And here we are looking at this ancient wisdom that Mm -hmm. while there's some subtle differences, the similarities are too powerful and impactful to ignore. Yeah. The fact that that we're all talking about the same thing Mm -hmm. and, you know, these, the planes of existence that we talk about in Western metaphysics and Mm the, uh, the five, um, you know, the, the, Panchamaya kosha, the five bodies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 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 yogic uh, traditions are are essentially the same concept yes. and um, you know, but and, they're five
1: thousand years old
0: <laughs> well yeah but i mean yeah. how how much you know how old are the you know Western traditions as well, but do they have a root back to there we don't know but yeah. you know, but certainly the um there's more similarities than there are differences and that's one of the mm-hmm. cool things about you know what we've been teaching all manifestations of the divine are equally valid and the mission of this radio station for 6 years what we're doing now is bringing mm-hmm. it all together and let's let's look at what's the same and embrace yep. that in in a way that we can take this forward in a healthier body so uh, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to, um, okay. that just slapped me in the face and I had to say something. So.
1: Yep. Yep. And, and okay. So going back. Um, so during the early hours of Vada, because that's early in the morning, right? Those sheaths between these illusions become clear. The sheaths, they become clear to us. And at this time of the morning, is considered an extremely spiritual time uh, of day. And it is actually the best day to do your spiritual practice, whether you're going to meditate or pray or um, chant, whatever it is that you, that you do. Uh, and according to Ayurveda, the spiritual activities performed early in the morning at this time of day during the Vada time have greater effect than at any other part of the day, which is why serious yogis wake up so early to practice um, they, so we want to maybe bring that into our lives. and if you don't believe in a higher being, that's okay, neither do the Buddhists. <laughs> but you've got to acknowledge that there is some something magic there's some magic and grace in the world, the beauty of nature, the 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 intricacy of a spider web. I mean, these things are just so amazing and so outside our alien bodies that if you can't sit down and say, you know, there's something greater at work here than me, and you can't believe that. I'm not asking you to believe in a specific deity or, or, you know, say that there is a god or a goddess, depending on your your path. Um, just, Just marvel at nature and just absorb that. But they've actually proven with brain scans that when we commune and connect to the divine and nature in some way, our brain activity is different. Our brain actually changes and it's fascinating. Um, so, and, and, and when you wake up early before the sun rises and, and you, and you have this spiritual practice, whatever that may be for you, um, you're, you're going to have good changes in your life, and it's going to help you balance your doshas, and it's just going to improve your overall health. They, they've proven it scientifically.
0: Yeah, we were watching that show the other night on uh, – yeah uh, on uh, um, I guess it was Netflix. Morgan. Yeah, Morgan
1: yeah, Freeman's God. Yeah,
0: Morgan Freeman talking about uh, – yeah, well, I can't remember the name of the show, but it's about God. Right, and he was in Boston, and they were actually doing brain scans uh-huh. on people that had a belief structure. And yes. the cool part was, it did not matter what your belief structure was; uh-huh. it only mattered that you believed. Yes, and and everybody had a similar awakening of parts of their brain that you could uh-huh. see. It was quantifiable. It wasn't just a okay. oh I feel different. It was it was quantifiable. You know, uh-huh. you could know, you could measure yeah. the differences, and then they had some control where uh-huh. they had people that were truly deeply atheist who had no beliefs, right, and had them do some similar practices to the others, and they had no change in their brains, right. So those that had a serious spiritual connection to something, anything, had a change in their brain. And mm-hmm. the people that had that have belief in nothing, that it's all random and we're just, you know, you know, mm-hmm. warm food at the end. Um, and,
1: and, and when I say it, had, when we're talking about a change in their brain, we're talking about positive brain chemistry that is good for your health. And activity. And that's why, yeah. right, right. And that's why this is, this is so important. And, and again, going back, I mean, they didn't have brain scans 5,000 years ago and they knew Yeah, this. but they
0: were waking up stuff in their brain.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so
0: seriously. Cool. Sorry. We, uh-huh. we, we diverge.
1: No. <laughs> so you're thinking probably to yourself by now, well, if I'm getting up at that early in the morning, how the heck am I going to get, you know, all this sleep? Because there's no way I'm getting to sleep before midnight with everything I have to do. And Ayurveda definitely tells you, do not sacrifice sleep to experience, you know, that awe, that that feeling that we were talking about watching the sunrise. Um, In fact, what?
0: No, I was just going to say, if you're getting up and watching the sunrise, you've got more time in the day to get stuff done. And wow. you can get a lot of stuff done before all the other people wake up <laughs> yeah. and become your distractions. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, there's a, there's a guy I cannot remember his name that does the 5:30 Club, and this is a a, um, a a power executives club that meets online at 5:30 in the morning for a very brief meeting. And then they get their day started at 5.30 in the morning before all the other people. So by 9 o'clock when everybody's showing up for work, they've already had three and a half hours of full-on productivity. Mm-hmm. So right. there's nothing saying that if we're getting up at, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning before the sunrise, if we're getting up and getting our stuff done and then, you know, getting our, our – self-care, then we've still got time to do a whole lot of things before all the other people wake up and start being distractions. Right. So yeah,
1: right. Yeah. So it's very important um, to keep in mind that if you're going to get up that early, you've got to make sure that you're going to go to bed early. And otherwise, you, you know, you'll just wind up <laughs> depleting your immune system instead of making it better. So Ayurveda suggests that you plan your entire day in such a way that you're able to be in bed physically with your butt in your bed by like 9, 9.30 and then be asleep by 10 p.m. And when I say asleep by 10 p.m., I don't mean getting into bed at 10 to fall asleep because then you're going to be in there, you know, 10.30, 11 o'clock. Try to make it that rule. You're in, you've got your butt under your, under your blanket, in, in your bed, head on your pillow, 9, 9.30, and then be asleep Soundly by 10 o'clock, because usually you need about 20 minutes to. Yeah, the
0: exception to that rule, I'm sorry, the exception to that it's rule is on night. Tuesday nights. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tuesday nights when you're listening to us, listen to us from bed, and then mm-hmm. uh, we will say goodnight <laughs> to you, and then you can go to sleep. But, right. Um, you know, and, and of course, that's the exception to our rule as well, is that we're up talking to you nice people until after 10 o'clock, and then we wind down as, as well. But, yeah, you know, generally ten o'clock bed. You know, ten o'clock asleep is is great for your body. Yeah, and I used um, to be a night owl. I, I used to be nocturnal, and you know, I used to say, "What can you expect from any day that starts with getting up in the morning?" Um, you know, I <clears throat> I was very much a a, a stay up late, uh, sleep in uh, kind of person. And since I've been following this new lifestyle, the energy level that I experience is so much greater that, you know, I can only say from my own experience that I have noticed a difference in my life. So I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you what has worked for me and how much, um, how great it has been for me.
1: Yeah. Um, So now I have to figure out where I was.
0: (laughs) So 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock,
1: 10 o'clock asleep. asleep. And that, and part of that is because that is, we've talked about, it's the kapha time of day and it's the natural time of day where there's downward pulling energy as the sun sets and our bodies enter a state of naturally winding down and knowing the sun is setting and, knowing that it's time to put our heads down and and sleep because the sun has gone to sleep. Uh, And and before technology, before we had electric lights, and and that is exactly what we would do. We would get up with the sun and go to bed with the sun. And, of course, now, you know, we've got electric lights, and we talked about that, all the screens, and people are awake until midnight. It's very common, you know, be awake until midnight, got to be up by 6 to get to work by 7.30, um, or get the kids out the door to go to school and then be to work by 8.00 um and or be you know on the street getting to work by eight or in the car getting to work, you know um so you, people are getting like six hours of sleep, and that's just not enough, and that's depleting our cellular- our structures of our cells at that level it, it's you' we're not we're not letting ourselves have enough time to regenerate overnight because that's what sleep is. Sleep is a period where our, the physiology of our bodies repairs and renews itself while we sleep and if we're not getting enough sleep our bodies can't do that so we start looking tired and old and we age before our time and we have disease and we get sick and we don't feel well and we can't focus and just this simple change of getting eight to ten hours of sleep depending on your personality Some people need 10 hours of sleep every night in order to feel centered and well and focused. Some people are better with eight. So, But you you, you know yourself. You know that if you sleep for eight hours, you wake up and you feel great, that that's wonderful. And if you sleep maybe 10 hours, you don't feel. You feel like you slept too much. But there are some people who need that 10 hours to really feel bright and awake in the morning. Yeah. So remember that that kafa time is that natural wind down, and that's when you want to make sure that you're doing activities during that time, starting at 6, you know, where you're going to be slowing down and relaxing. I have a rule. (laughs) Some people may not agree with this, but I have a rule. After dinner, I leave the dishes. I don't get up and do the dishes and get crazy about that kind of stuff. I let them go till morning when I'm going to wake up fresh and have more more energy to want to do that. Because – if I'm doing dishes and I'm running around the kitchen and I'm worried about this and I'm worried about, you know, starting the dishwasher and getting the laundry in and doing it at that time of night, I'm, my brain's going to be going and it shouldn't be going that hard. So I'm just going to, you know, a couple of plates in the sink is not going to kill anybody. overnight. (laughs) So I just leave them and I'll do them in the morning. Um, But that's just for me, that just seems to help me be able to wind down and relax. You know, you want to sit down with your loved ones and and just spend some time talking to them, play a board game, play some cards, just cuddle um, and talk or read to each other. We don't read to each other as much anymore. Um, So if you suffer primarily from insomnia, uh, one of the things that I was thinking about was, you know, we all are familiar with the Pavlov's dogs, right? The Pavlov, he was a scientist and he would ring a bell and then he would feed the dogs. And the dogs would get very used to the fact that when he would ring the bell, they would get fed. And so after a time, all he had to do was ring the bell and the dogs would salivate immediately. So the routine that you make around going to bed at night Will be the your your bell. You'll know that this is okay. I'm winding down. I'm I'm going to go and put on my jams. I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to you know brush my hair. Maybe wash my face. I'm gonna get into bed and I'm gonna read for 20 minutes, or I'm just going to lie there and think about my day, or maybe talk to my spouse. Whatever your routine is going to be, make one. We all talk to, to brand new moms who just had brand new babies who complain I can't get the baby to sleep. It won't sleep. It won't oh, you got to have a routine. you got to sing them a song and pat them on the back and give them a bath, whatever it is. Babies need a routine. The I got same, one.
0: Yeah, do, do the same thing every night.
1: Exactly. You need a routine, need a ritual. Exactly. It is. It is a ritual. It is. It is absolutely a ritual.
0: Um, And, and, you know, we started off talking, started off the section talking about our morning routine our morning ritual. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: that evening ritual is just as important.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: You know, we don't, we don't allow ourselves to be tired. Mm -hmm. And to, and to get to bed, you know, if we, we do all this stuff and we stay up late. Mm hmm. You know, it's going to be a rough morning.
1: Yeah. Well, we all know. You know, we we start to feel like our eyes are heavy, and we might yawn. Um, you, you find yourself not wanting to sit up straight. Your head gets heavy. You want to put your head back on the on a the back of the couch. Um, these are signs that we're tired. We need to listen to our bodies. It's hear me, hear me, especially all you moms out there. <laughs> it's okay. To give in to being tired and go to sleep, the world well, the will not too. end. <laughs> yeah, men too. Now,
0: all the but, men too. I mean, we're, not, you know, we're programmed. We've got, you know, oh, we've got to take care of everything and blah 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 blah. And it's okay to be tired. It's okay to take care of yourself. If you're mm-hmm. not taking care of you, then you can't take care of your family.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: So, but when we
1: don't prioritize that in, in our in our Western culture. What we what we value is um, work, 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 work all day long, all day long, all day long. And then when you fa- finally get to a point at the end of the day where you've got, you know, maybe some time to do something you want to do or to sit down and talk to your family, it's late. It's late at night. It's too late. That's why we say coffee starts at 6 p.m. So, you know, the 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 best possible case scenario is is in Ayurveda you wake up in the morning and you you know you do your do your dinacharya practice in the morning you have your spiritual moments maybe you do some yoga um, you have a little exercise and you meditate and then you get up and you have some ginger lemon tea and maybe a light breakfast maybe a couple of scrambled eggs or something, something light. Then again, that heavier meal in the middle of the day, when you've got the pita, the digestive fire is, is coming, that engine is, is revving and it's saying, feed me, feed me, feed me. I got a whole day to get through. And then in the evening at that coffee time, all of us try to eat dinner. Like in, in, in our culture, we, we eat dinner like, like six to seven. We don't generally eat very late like they do in Europe. Um, but maybe we can bump it forward a little bit more even and try to have dinner more like five, five thirty, So that by six, six we're kind of finished. And, and that meal should be lighter. You know, I serve but, yeah. a salad every night with dinner so that people eat some salad and then maybe they eat a little bit after the salad, like a little meat and a little vegetable. I don't make a lot of, um, Rice and carbs, with especially with dinner at night, because it's so heavy on your system. So we might have a salad and a cooked vegetable and a small amount of meat. And so that's our that's our evening meal.
0: Um, yeah, and the it, body starts slowing down at six o'clock, like you were saying mm-hmm. earlier.
1: Yeah, and no, it's easier for your that, body at that, that point to digest vegetables.
0: Right. So, yeah, get, get finished eating before we start into that kapha slow-down time.
1: And, and then no evening snacks, <laughs> especially if you're somebody that has heartburn or indigestion, uh, trouble sleeping. Try going to sleep with a really empty tummy and see if you don't sleep better. I, I have to say I was somebody who suffered from heartburn for years on and off. And, you know, it's, this has totally changed. If I don't eat late at night, I have no heartburn. And I want to take a moment here to talk about alcohol because I'm not anti-alcohol. I do drink. I do occasionally have a glass of wine. I particularly enjoy a good glass of red wine with a beautiful steak. I just, one of those things or with really good Italian food, you know? So, Indulge yourself. Once in a while, have a great glass of wine. But if you're going to do it, do it in the afternoon. Do it before that 6 o'clock because alcohol is one of the biggest irritants of your intestinal lining, particularly late in the evening. So it's you know it's oftentimes a habit for people to eat dinner, and then they want to wind down in the evening, so they have that glass of wine. And they say, oh, well, I've been told, you know, drinking wine is good for your health. Well, yes, a moderate of four ounces of wine once a day is good for you. Anything more than that four ounces starts to become a detriment because it starts to become an irritant, just like anything else. I mean, you can take you can take an aspirin, right, and that'll be fine. But if you took four aspirin, not so fine. <laughs> so. Because it'll irritate your stomach, and you know you won't feel so good. Too much, too much of anything, right? Too much of a good thing is an old wife's tale, is, is a, uh, saying, not good. So if you're gonna do that, maybe you have a wine spritzer in the afternoon on a hot summer day instead. Um, but again, very, very occasional. I, I mean, I have a, I might have a one bottle of wine in the house,
0: and it'll last me
1: three months because. I might have, like I said, a glass once in a while sporadically. So everything in moderation, what my grandmother always used to tell me, everything in moderation. And that's really one of the things that Ayurveda looks at and, and says, you know, you can have that. but Just make sure you have it at the right time of day. You really want to have a glass, you know, your, your, your glass of wine, have it in the afternoon. Don't have it at eight o'clock at night because <laughs> you're gonna have yeah. heartburn <laughs> and have trouble sleeping.
0: Um. All right. So um, yeah, we we've hit the uh, top of the hour and a uh, kind of a break a break point in the uh, uh, in in the discussion here. But uh, we still have tons of material to go over, and we'll pick yeah. that up again in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, two, two weeks from tonight. Now, remember, next week uh, we're going to have special guest Chris Casely from Bella Life Online, mm-hmm. and he's going to be talking with us. He's a fellow student of ours at uh, the Yoga Veda Institute, and he is going to be talking about his um, his approach to Ayurveda and yoga, and you know, each of us bring our own strengths and backgrounds to this, and yeah. that's kind of the cool thing about um, about this uh, institute is that each of us brings our own uh, you know, our own selves and our own history, and you know, you can hear that in in the way that uh, Robin and I talk. Chris is a is a dancer, and he brings. Yeah all of that to the party in a way that's very different from what we're doing. And we wanted to share that with you guys.
1: And, and Chris has such a wonderful and moving story about his life. Um, I, I hope that people tune in next week to listen about, you know, he, he came up from some very, you know, difficult circumstances and I am always so impressed with people who can do what he has done and become successful and, but also still be compassionate and and not forget what it's like. And um, so I, I just adore Chris. He has been so loving and open to us and he's just been a really great guy. I mean, he's helped us with our website and it's just, I mean, you know, you just don't find people like that uh, very often in life who are like, Oh, you need help. Sure. I'll help you. And oh, no, uh, don't. No, don't. I, I'm fine. You don't have to give me anything for that. So, yeah, no, Chris has just been awesome. And um, one of the other things I was thinking about, and this is and I'm going to surprise Terry with this, is I would really I really think that this Dinacharya material should be a maybe a Zoom workshop, you know, and um, that way I could get to talk to people about their individual Uh, Issues, You know, I keep it small, not to a lot of people. Uh, So if anybody's interested in a Dhinacharya workshop, I'm going to post something on Facebook. And if you're interested, just go in there and and plunk in, you know, your name and how to find you on Facebook. Um, And, you know, maybe we should do that. And that would be a lot of fun. And I would love to do that. Um, but yeah, but we'll talk more about it. We'll see, you know, we'll see if there's any interest. I would love to do that. And then you could get to see, actually see our faces on zoom and, and talk to us in person. That would be, <laughs> it would be fun. I, and I'm really enjoying that process of doing these uh, consultations and stuff with people is meeting all these wonderful people and, and helping them. And that's really why I want to do become the Ayurvedic practitioner and, and, you know, help people. So that's why we're doing it on the radio show because I think more people need to be educated about Ayurveda and what it can bring to our, our lives and to our culture ultimately.
0: Yeah, and and be reminded about uh, that you know, the you know, yogic practices as well, the sister sciences. Absolutely. And, you know, bringing uh, meditation and calm. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, the you know, I was I was looking at something the other night, and it said, uh, "Yoga is not about tying yourself up into a knot. Yoga is about finding yourself within you, and you know, stilling your mind and becoming more of who you are."
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: you know, we we get so wrapped up and we're so scattered, and our culture, you know, pulls us in so many directions that we don't we don't make time for for being us, yeah. uh, truly us. And so, you know, we'll be talking about that as we go through this as well. So, mm-hmm. um, let's see, a little housekeeping. Again, we're running late, so we we'll apologize to those that are staying up past 10 o'clock uh, to be with us tonight. Um, now, of course, it's only on the East Coast. If you're in Central Time, it's only, it's only just now 9 <laughs> o'clock, so you're good. That's right. Um, so... <laughs> Of course, the people in Europe are just right out. They'll have to listen to it in the archives. <laughs> have to listen um, to the recording, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and do remember that You can, can always follow the, to the same recording. link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were both saying the same thing. You can follow <laughs> the same link and find and find the recording of this show with all of our, you know, Madcap um, hijinks here uh, uh, in the was... archives. Just follow the same. Well, right now it is this very minute. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're kind of Vada right now ourselves. So, um, you know, you can follow the link and see the um, uh, see everything in the archives. Listen to this episode. Listen to some past episodes. Um, now go back and find some of our stuff from two years ago. You'll be fascinated, I think. Um, let's see. Uh, we were talking about Yoga Veda Institute and mm-hmm. the education that we are getting uh, there's some great material there. There's some great courses and some great people. And oh we're, gosh, going to yeah. share, we're going to share some links on Facebook. Uh, so you can go uh, look for us, uh, look for our Facebook page at um, Ujvala, U-J-J-V-A-L-A, Ujvala Ayurveda, Ayurveda and Yoga Center. Uh, Find that page, and there will be a link uh, with some, uh, or there will be a post with some links taking you to the Yoga Veda Institute. Uh, Check out some of those programs. While you're on our page, click like. Like our page, and then you will be uh, uh, getting regular updates, regular show announcements, and uh, just the content that we're putting up there. Uh, as we start developing this uh, this program and mm-hmm. uh, our our programs and our offerings uh, so that you'll be able to be on the front line when we uh, offer a new program to the community, uh, mm-hmm. you'll be right there getting the information first. Uh, so uh, make sure you like our page. And I think that's it. Just tune in next week for Chris and the week yeah. after that, we'll pick up again with the, um, Leading uh, back into Dinacharya, so uh, thank you all for being with us. Uh, it means the world that you're here. Uh, thank you to those that are listening in the archives, and uh, thanks to all of our um, our friends and uh, educators at the Yoga Veda Institute uh, for helping us to bring this information to our listeners. So, uh, with that, we're going to Um, express a good night to our staying up late listeners and uh, have a good evening to everyone else. Robin, did you have anything else?
1: Um, Actually, the one thing I did want to say was if you go to the yoga Veda links that we're going to have on our uh, Facebook page, there's not even just links to the school. There are also links to um, the, uh, they have a whole bunch of classes that are like by donation and and free um, because of you know the the coronavirus stuff that's happening. Uh, the school felt very strongly that it needed to support people who are feeling. You know, displaced and anxious and, and scared, and so there are all these wonderful classes yoga classes, anxiety classes, um, drumming for kids, and cooking. And I mean, there are all kinds of things that you can do that are free of charge or by donation. And um, I mean, the, the people who run this school have such a heart. When the coronavirus thing hit, and all these people were unemployed and didn't know how they were going to pay for their school tuition. They suspended payments voluntarily. Nobody went to them and said, oh, my gosh. They just sent, like, the next day they sent out a letter telling everybody, you know, you know we're going to suspend payments until things calm down. And, I mean, I was so touched by that. I've never in my life experienced that kind of kindness. That's who the people are who run this this school. They think about your your safety and your health and your mental health and they want to make sure you, you do the best you can. And I have been so blessed by their friendship and having their, you know, having found them, it was purely by coincidence. Um, So please go and check them out. We'll post those links on our, on our uh, Facebook page. um, So that you can just go and click on the link and find, and find the school because if you're interested in this, even if you just, do it for yourself and your own family. They have a a certification program that you can go through. And it's just like, you know, if you really just want to do it for your own family and your friends and, um, uh, and just make yourself healthier. Um, And then there's like a, also a free sister science class that you can take. That's like an introduction to Ayurveda that will, that you can take. And it's like a two week free class. And our link, the link for that will be there as well. Uh, so, like I said, there's so much information that they give out. Uh, it's it's unlike any other school I have ever, ever uh, been involved with. Okay. And my closing statement, as always, is spread the love or spread the <laughs> Ushvala.
0: <laughs> All right. Good night, everyone, and have a great day Good evening. night.
1: You too.